0: It's a chance for us. They call them workshops. I don't know if that's the best word for it. We never found a great word for this. It's just a chance to meet the musicians a little bit, chat with them, and hear them in this sort of casual setting where we don't have a set list and we don't know what's going to happen. And, and, uh, and this is the second... We used to do these out at Camp Houston stage. Uh, and then uh, we moved them in here last year. And it, was, it, it didn't go so well last year. We didn't, uh, it was sort of new in this space. The sound system was... Uh, you know, we brought in... Uh, our man back there, Alan Connors, this year, really providing beautiful sound. Let's give him a hand. Sounds really nice. We even got monitors. How about that? And, uh, and we also, um, the quilts, which provide beautiful aesthetic aesthetics to the room, also do a, a better job a little bit with the sound. And then these exhibits, which you really need to go through while you're here. These are all awesome exhibits. Um, some local photographers, of course, Emily Edmonds Miller over there. Um, uh, Mr. Truitt over there uh, is uh, does those beautiful pictures of young people, and then there's the mark sanderford i 've never seen as many of mark's photos together like that, and they're incredible pictures of mostly old time musicians uh, you know uh, everybody from you know Wade Ward and uh, you know Enoch Rutherford and Uncle Norm Edmonds and the great pictures of Jimmy Edmonds when he was just a little guy uh, with his grandpa. So those are incredible. And then we have our exhibit coming on the side, Virginia Folklife Program, about our apprenticeship program, um, which is a neat thing too. So uh, a lot of emphasis on young players. And this is called Stage 341. Anybody know why it's called Stage 341? She knows. Yeah, that was Houston's, uh, that was Houston's fire department number. And uh, we remember in Houston all the time at this festival, uh, Houston Caldwell, which is why we're here, which is why this festival started. Um, so this is a treat. And I'm so excited about this workshop. So excited to see this lady sitting next to me. Um, and I actually told this story earlier because we had a kids' workshop. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think I can call you a kid anymore, Laura Lee, although you still, still look like one. I'm you like, still look I'm like you're.
1: I'm like five feet tall, so you can, you can still say it.
0: Well, I, one of the real memorable experiences I had, the first Galax I ever went to happened, maybe, I don't know, where's your road? More from the bathrooms or from this building? We were, we were pretty close, right over yeah, here. Yeah, it's a couple hundred yards away. This gentleman here, and uh, I'm walking around like I do. Uh, at, you know, I'm not really uh, any kind of picker myself, so at Galax I like to just walk around and see everything. And I ran into this family at uh, playing at like midnight <laughs> by their camper. With this 11-year-old boy playing guitar like crazy, and then and then his sister on mandolin at the time, and she would she would crouch down when they sang together so that they'd get uh, they'd be even on the microphone, and she chewed gum. He still chew gum. He's in there. It's,
1: it's against the rules. It always sca- it
0: always scared me when you do that. If it, was it comes
1: flying out, then it'll be a uh, new. Flying
0: story. out's fine. I'm always scared of going going in. But but uh, and then their other sister Ashley on the bass, and then their dad Philip playing uh, guitar, and their friend um, whose uh, their banjo friend whose name escapes me at the moment. Rick hmm? Allred. Rick, yeah, Allred. Uh, I was blown away, and I actually taped that. That, that, and and I, uh, it's one of my favorite field recordings, and I gave it to the band years later, back when they were really, the Cana Ramblers, when they were really hitting, and they are all embarrassed. They are like, oh, listen to that, harmony. And I'm just like, no, it's good. Um, but you know, child, uh, that childhood time is so fleeting. And, um, but uh, Laura Lee's been a wonderful singer uh, from as long as I can remember. You were probably about 13 when we met or something probably like that. 30. How much older than Will are you? Okay, so she was probably 14 at the time, and uh, awesome singer. Used to sing a lot of... Spencer, Spencer, come on, man. Uh, Used to sing a lot of Dolly songs and stuff, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, it's so neat to see her again. It's been a long, long time. Laura Lee Jones, make her feel welcome today. And then all the way to the left here, these these ladies, too, I actually... Well, I didn't really meet you all, but I I, uh, saw you all. When you were pretty young, and you're originally from the Lynchburg area, is that right, or no? no where are you from? We were
2: actually born. It's a long story here. <laughs> we were born in Norton, Virginia. Then we lived. We pretty much grew up in Danville, Virginia. So that's Danville, kind of that's where right. we say we're from.
0: Yeah. Danville. That's right. Um, and now, and now here, and then they got Mr. Uh, Pickett back there, the Wicket Pickett on guitar, one of my <laughs> favorite guitar players, and and that's the Church Sisters, Savannah and Sarah Church, made them feel welcome today. Beautiful singers. Yeah, what a crowd. This is the biggest crowd we've had for one of these workshops, I think. Uh, Laura Lee, since I don't get to see you very often, would you start us off with something? Yeah,
1: what do yeah. you want? What do you want? Just what do I want? I didn't make a set list. You I'm could do, of one of yeah, do one of yours. Yeah, I'll do one of
0: mine. She didn't used to write? Well, no, you know what? You started writing songs right around that time that you were that age. I remember that. that. Time, I yep. remember that. It's probably about that time.
1: I sort of had this one, thought about doing it earlier. I don't know if you guys were over there earlier when I played, but uh, I thought about doing this one right here. It's kind of a creepy song. So if you're over there earlier, you probably found out I'm like obnoxiously, like jolly and happy. (laughs) That's really how I am. But anyway, um, I wrote this song with Ronnie Bowman and in Nashville, I write a lot of songs and so um, you know, we sit around. It kind of feels like this. We sit around and do writer's rounds and take turns, you know, a lot of times on the stage, writing songs that we've, or singing songs we've written. And uh, I wrote this one, and I told Ronnie, I said, I don't have anything, like, dark and scary. And he was like, honey, we'll write one like that. We'll get you, yeah, we'll get you one. So that's what we did. We actually researched this song. I have a degree in history, and we started looking up the first Undertaker ever. Weird. We really went all in on that dark and scary thing. <laughs> That's why I'm all tuned down like this, you know. But uh, anyway, and so we wrote this song about the first Undertaker ever. And uh, it goes like this. They call me a jack of all trades. Russell was my name Back in 1688 An undertaker was to be my fate A businessman in London town Before I laid them in the ground Them for their journey home. I commission those to dig the grave, carve the tombstones where they lay. Heaven or hell it's out of my hands. An undertaker, that's what I am. Well I'll see you but you won't see me. Six white horses carrying The first of many men like me I commission those to dig the grave Carve the tombstones where they lay Heaven or hell, it's out of my hands An undertaker, that's all I was mad at this guy because he took all these jobs. So there was like, you know, the painters of the caskets, he took that job, he did that, he did the eulogies, he did all the stuff that everybody used to do. These be a bunch of people making money when somebody died. <laughs> anyway, so we found out that he really wasn't a well-liked man. So we're not sure if this last verse is historically accurate, but after we found out he was unpopular, we wrote this. I traveled home one foggy night I met a man with a long, sharp knife. Even an undertaker bleeds. Now on my granite stone it reads, I commissioned those to dig the grave, carve the tombstones where I lay. Heaven or hell, it's out of my hands. An undertaker, that's all I am. An undertaker, that's what I am. Mm-hmm. Scary. Watch out now.
0: Wow. I'll see you, but you won't see me. That's, I know. That's, that's like a gnarly a, line right it's there. It's a
1: little bit creepy.
0: When you write a song, Laura Lee, is there like a certain time or maybe somewhere in the middle of the song you think, man, that's that's the... I just got it with that one right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sometimes, sometimes you get stuck, and you're like, oh, you're like rolling and rolling and rolling, and then you get stuck. And a lot of times, the line you get stuck on is the one you end up filling up with the best thing, because you spend so much time trying to think of what needs to go there, and you already like what came out naturally, usually. So, you know. Anyway, yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes I listen to songs, and I'll I'll think. Did I write that? Like, it's weird. It's like an out-of-body thing. It just starts coming out sometimes. So then you go back and listen to it and review it, and you're like, oh, that's, and, you know, it's kind of different than even what I remembered. And so.
0: When you, uh, are you the kind of person that says, like, okay, I got to write a song, I'm going to try to write a song today, or is it more like it comes just to you at various times? Or
1: Honestly, I wish that I was the kind of person, <laughs> dad knows this, uh, that could just sit down and write a song every day, and I do that. In Nashville, you know, you schedule co-writes, and everybody gets in a room, and we always say, oh, what do you want to write today? I don't know. What kind of mood <laughs> are you in? And it's like that, but uh, I really, truly don't write my best stuff unless I feel inspired by something. And so, you know, really and truly, I forget, I have forgotten probably more songs that I've written than I remember that I've written, weirdly, and because I come up with them in co-writes, And um, sometimes that's not what inspired me. There's sometimes good songs. I've had songs on hold like that that honestly I couldn't even sing to you. Sarah Evans had one on hold that we were hoping she would cut, fingers crossed. And, you know, honest to goodness, I don't remember that song. Like, that sounds funny. Uh, Nobody's probably going to cut Undertaker there because it's creepy and weird. But that's the one I remembered and it's what inspired me. So it's kind of, I'm more of, the person who writes when I Why don't feel you, like how it. How
0: come you don't cut it? Is it more like you write mostly for I other do, people? I do.
1: I cut a lot of those things. That I've cut the ones that I do like. I have mm. an EP. I've got. It's called EP One because it's a trilogy of EPs. I also have a degree in English, so I get a little nerdy with this whole like. You know, it's a little literary, and since I'm a writer, I'm thinking literary a lot of times, and so you know, um, it's EP One because there's EP Two and EP Three coming. So
0: yeah.
3: So cool.
1: I've released them.
0: All right. Well, let's say hi to the church sisters over here. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Wonderful singers. And, uh, well, ladies, we'll, we'll have a conversation, but maybe why don't you do something first? It's All nice right.
2: You... Well, uh, I guess this first song that we're going to do is uh, we, a few years ago, we actually got the chance to go on a tour with uh, Brandon Heath. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Brandon Heath. He's a contemporary Christian artist. And uh, he was. We did a show with him out in Eden, North Carolina, and uh, we were joking around with him, and we said, "Hey, if you ever want us to go on tour with you, we will. Give us a call." And uh, well, a couple two, weeks, two weeks later, we heard back from him. We got to go on a six-week-long tour. So, yeah. That's and uh, we were we were honored to be able to sing this song with him every night on stage, and it's just a beautiful song. It's called "Love Will Be Enough."
4: Really talk, plant a little garden, pray for every meal, and we'll grow. Kids growing up in the rolling hills It's green and the highway is living easy. Ain't always easy. Oh, it's you and me, baby, and the daffodils, kids growing up in the rolling hills and love. Oh,
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Wow! Wow! Now twins, of course.
2: Twins, yes, twins. twins we can't forget of, that perfect. Little
0: twins, bit. of course. Uh, you all, when did you all start singing together? Was that something you did right away?
2: Um, I actually started singing when I was about five or six, and it was just a hobby of mine that I did around the house. And uh, we learned a lot from our mom. Actually, she's standing right over there.
3: <laughs> she used hey, to sing mom. around the
2: house a lot. You know who you are. <laughs> Better, at least. Um, but, and then Sarah joined in when we were about 10 or 11 yeah. and she became interested in it and she said, Hey, let's try something. And yeah. so we never really practiced harmony before, but, uh, we practiced a song that we heard yeah. from the Disney channel. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that makes <laughs> At you the time feel we old. thought that was great. we like, yeah, were, we're like, this is the best thing it. ever, high school musical, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, right? But, so uh, we practiced so and.
0: So you were, your sister was singing all those years and you weren't singing?
2: Well, it just came to me like um, we were in our room one day. We we're sitting on the bed, and well, I was like, well, maybe if I try going up a little higher than she does, and maybe that'll sound good. So I did, and it it just came natural. You just have a natural ear for it. But um,
0: wow, so, that's yeah, very cool. That's
2: never really planned anything. It just kind of happened, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All God's plan. We had nothing to do with it.
0: Uh-huh. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I could talk all day, but God, I mean, w- what a chance to hear all the, these ladies sing, so I'm, we're going to talk a little less, and Laura Lee, why don't you do something? I don't know, anything you want. Do
1: something. <laughs> well, I will say, I I feel like I've got a lot in common with you girls, because I, I grew up in a family band, like he was saying, and harmony, I mean... We were all about the picking, and we were all about the singing in general and stuff, I guess. But really and truly, I would say most of our practice time was spent on harmony because it was the most fun. It was really satisfying it, right. and fulfilling. And, mm-hmm. you know, I miss that, honestly. Because yeah. harmonizing to me is like one of the – I would just as soon sing tenor than, yeah. you know,
2: lead. I wish Sarah would sing more. I'm like, I'll just sing the
1: harmony. Yeah. She never, she never just, wants me
3: Yeah.
1: And you guys are so tight. But, oh, I thank mean, you. Thank you. you know, you – you guys have probably always heard, and maybe some of you have experienced this if you play with your families, but family harmony really is its a unique thing. I, I can go out and harmonize with people all over Nashville and wherever I'm playing, and I never feel fully satisfied. Sometimes they yeah. love it, and I'm like, really? But like, yeah. it just didn't feel like what it felt like with my brother, which, where is Will? He's, in, he's been around somewhere. <laughs> he snuck out, I'm told on him Why isn't he up here with yeah, you? Yeah, where is he at? Yeah. Make me want to harmonize But he's not a girl, he can't come
0: <laughs>
1: Anyway, okay. Josh is up here yeah.
4: That's right. Josh snuck in
0: Well, Josh, ori- originally Josh had his chair right up there I said, no, no, dude, get back, get back. <laughs> get
2: back, <laughs> back. We were going to put him behind the curtain But um, we, sh- we should let him get seen Just let him bit. out in the uh, open
0: well, and, him, and I do you know, 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 though, that, uh, that Josh wrote some of those songs That you all do, doesn't he? Yeah, right? some
4: songs, yeah. I remember a
0: couple that you, I think you wrote them for No Speed Limit originally. I can't remember which one it was. I'm thinking of in particular a really good song. Maybe get them to sing it later. <laughs> Lucky You. yeah, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, back to you, Laura Lee.
1: Well, I figure, you know, I used to play Bluegrass, and I've been all plugged in today, but I'm going to play something I used to sing all the time. It's a Hazel Dickens song, but I learned it from James King, um, who was awesome bluegrass he passed away not too long ago but he always said something that i believe in as a singer so if we're talking about singing you know the technical stuff is is really great but i always fall in love the music that i like is always when people have a lot of feeling in it and they really mean it so it's awesome if you can be perfect that's good you know that's i love that too but i really am going to be moved by something if you mean it when you sing it and james always did that and uh, anyway, so I feel like when I sing, James always had this thing. He said, he said, honey, you got to go there. <laughs> and I think he's right about that. So I sing with my eyes closed a lot, and I go there. And anyway, I learned this song from him, and it's one that kind of allows you to do that. So I'll, I'll throw it back to a little, uh few old memories. Just a few old
4: memories. Slipped in through my.
1: should buy understand it Well I'm surprised I heard a story that Dolly Parton was driving through her hometown, Sevierville. Dolly's my favorite. (laughs) Anyway. And she was driving through Sevierville and she was listening to Bluegrass on the radio and James King came on the radio singing that song and Dolly had to pull over on the side of the road and cry. She couldn't (laughs) drive. And so she recorded that song, but I'm paying homage to James King on it. Ah, That's
0: awesome. And that is a song you sang when you were a little girl. I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, I'd love to talk, but there's not enough time. So why don't you all do something else? All right.
2: Sarah, do you want to sing one? Sure. Do you Nightbird? Yeah. Nightbird. Yep, Sarah's going to do one now that, that uh, Lacey Green and Ronnie Bowman wrote. They were kind enough to let us record this one.
4: Right before the morning light In the shadow, in the dark The ghost beneath the moon The sound of your leaving Echoes in this empty room. You play me like a song I can't stop singing Haunt me in my sleep when I should be dreaming And I know you're passing through When the black sky fades to blue You'll be coming for me soon Nightbird, singing your lonesome song You're always taking flight Right before the morning the shadow in the dark The ghost beneath the moon The sound of your leaving Echoes in this empty room Night bird. I wonder if you'll ever stay Watch you fly away Yeah bird Singing your lonesome song You're always taking flight Right before the morning light, in the shadow, in the dark, the ghost.
2: I love that song. Oh, we do too. It's awesome. Yeah, we do. Gosh, that was good. (laughs) Thank you.
0: My, my. Church sisters, what a treat, huh? Isn't this special?
2: Thank
0: you. And like I said, what a treat to see Laura Lee. Been too many years on that one. I'll tell you what. (laughs) In Cana, Virginia. Uh, Laura Lee, what do you want to do?
1: I don't know. Let's see. Maybe we can throw it back to another. I'm making this up as I go. You're doing yeah, a good it? job. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I'm, just, I'm literally just making this up as I go. But. You got this. <laughs> I'll just blues it up. You guys probably heard this by the person who did it better than me first, but I used to sing this all the time with the Cana Ramblers, and you are talking about that's Throw me down memory lane. So. Same old place, same old city. I do I'm falling in love I'm just an old hound dog roaming around Lord Lord I've got all this and heaven above hear the music playing you must have heard them saying we're gonna 'em up and light up the night
0: take that version anytime <laughs> what a treat to see will man Woo-hoo. will i was will i was telling the story if you weren't here yet about meeting you meeting you and your family about 200 yards from here in the middle of the night and uh i was man it was awesome and i remember uh, saying wow well, it's kind of late you know for an 11 year old you know it was like midnight <laughs> one o'clock two o'clock and oh, he Dad. said he said and the girls i think it was laura lee said it's galax <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he's, been a, he's been a monster player since he was 11. I met you. Really, really. And it's such a cool kid, too. I have a six-year-old. I'll tell you, if he's as cool at 11 as he was at 11, just, oh, I know I did a good job. Will Jones, give him a hand. He's a great guy. <laughs> well, well. See, it's getting to where I am sort of feel bad for you having to follow them, and now I feel bad for them having to follow you.
2: Yeah, we don't want to. We're we done, done to now.
0: they are done. Good night. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to make you do it. <laughs> What you got?
2: What do we have? Let's see. Old song catalog over here. We could do. I don't even know. I'm at a loss right now. I I can't think of any of the songs. We could do a gospel song. Do we have any uh, requests? Anybody got requests? Anybody? Nobody. All right. Two Allison songs back to back. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Well. You wanna, all right. We'll do that one. You want to tell them about it? Yeah, I think we're gonna do Never Girdled. Okay. I talked a little bit about this song earlier. Um, if you've if you've heard of the Orthophonic Joy album, you probably heard this song. Uh, So I won't give you too much on it. But uh, we were blessed and honored to be a part of that project. And uh, we already knew and loved this song. We grew up singing it in church. And it's just a wonderful song. So we're going to do it for you right now. It's called Where We'll Never Grow Old.
4: all. Have so
0: big release of that orthophonic joy project at houston fest a couple years ago and they sang on it. a whole bunch of people sang on it. it was really sweet uh and that's available still
2: it's still i think you can get it online yeah amazon.com or uh some website
0: yeah that's fantastic and as i said look out for ep1 right
2: yeah,
0: ep1 is out ep1 is out look out for ep2 look out for ep2 uh, well, we got a little more time. Maybe Laura Lee, and then maybe I'll try to see if you all can figure out something you could sing together. So maybe yeah. the girls could be thinking about that while while Laura Lee's doing something. Sound good?
1: Yeah. All right. I uh, I'm a really big Dolly Parton fan. She's like my favorite ever, and probably everybody's favorite ever. <laughs> but anyway, when I was little, about when John Loman, or I really I was a little older than what he said a while ago. I made a CD called Larley, Pardon Me. (laughs) It was all Dolly Parton songs, and um, we kind of got word. We sent one to Tom T. Hall, and we got word that he wanted another one. So we are like, we'll give you all that you want. We'll give you 20 of them. Nobody else wants them that bad, so that's good. But anyway, so we sent Tom T. Hall a couple extra copies of Larley, Pardon Me, per his request. And then, you know, maybe a month later, I'd forgotten that even happened. I come home, and I was actually really distraught. My mom was holding a pink envelope addressed to me, but I really wanted to show her this new pair of shoes I had bought. And she was saying, open this letter. I feel like you need to open it. And so I got over my shoes, and I opened this letter, and it was from Dolly Parton. (laughs) What? Forget the shoes. I don't even know what happened to them. And so on this pink and purple speckled letter... Dolly wrote me a sweet little note about Larley, pardon me, and PS'd it, you know, tell Tom T. and Dixie I love them. Thank you. Well, my life was pretty much made. So fast forward a little, because everything got boring after that. Nothing could top that. Um, Me living in Nashville, I lived with, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Sierra Hull. Yeah, Sierra, you know, Grammy-nominated this year and just taking over the world. She's got an exhibit right now in the Hall of Fame. She's kind of just, you know, blowing up. Um, I was lucky. Actually, we both got engaged days apart, and we got married three weeks apart, and we were in each other's weddings. And um, I won't tell you the story about how I fell down and got a hole in the bottom of my dress before that wedding, but um, I will tell you that. (laughs) It's a true story. I will tell you later if you want to because it's worth it. It's funny enough. I'll be embarrassed. But anyway sierra has management and all these fancy things you know so she was able to line us up a meet and greet with dolly parton and so thank goodness for my little roomie sierra hull we got to meet dolly parton and so we're standing in line there's some other people who i found out paid fifteen hundred dollars a piece to meet dolly parton whoa and um then we were there and we got to my part in line and mostly it had been you know hello picture go away and Dolly was really nice, but her people were really like, go, go, you know. And so I got up there and thought, oh, it's going to be like two seconds. And I thought, I'm going for it. And so I said, Dolly, I said, I made a CD once when I was about 16 or 17 called Laura Pardon Me. And she grabbed my hands and said, that's you. And I thought, she's faking this, but it was nice. And then she said, Tom T sent me that. And I really could have just fell over dead. I don't really remember what happened. There's a picture somewhere. Um, but anyway. I just had to tell that story because I love Dolly Parton so there you go thank you I felt like that too I couldn't believe I got to meet her back through the years I go wandering once again back to the seasons of my youth I recall of rags that someone gave us And how my mama put those rags to use There were rags of many colors And every piece was small And I didn't have a coat And it was way down in the fall Mama sewed the rags together Sewing every piece with love She made my coat of milk colors that I was so proud of while mama so she told a story from the Bible she had read about a coat of many colors Joseph wore, and then she said perhaps this code will bring you good luck and happiness and I just couldn't wait to wear it and mama blessed it with a kiss My coat of many colors that my mama made for me Made only from rags, but I wore it so proudly Now I know we had no money, but I was rich as I could be In my coat of many colors, my mama made for me. So with patches on my breeches And holes in both my shoes In my coat of many colors I hurried off to school Just to find the others laughing And to making fun of me In my coat of many colors my mama made for me and oh I couldn't understand it for I felt I was rich and I told them of the love my mama sewed in every stitch and I told them all that story mama told me while she sewed and how my coat of many colors was worth more than all their clothes But they didn't understand it and I tried to make them see That one is only poor, only if they choose to be Now I know we had no money, but I was rich as I could be In my coat of many colors, my mama made for me Ain't just for me.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> mm, Laura Lee. Well, did you all think of one that we could all do together?
1: I didn't have time to think. I was singing dolly songs. Yeah. yeah.
0: Surely you know something together. I can do that. Right. You got it. Okay. Yeah. They got it. All right. All right, and I think this is uh, gonna be the last last song here. So this. Yeah. I'm
1: about to make it up.
0: If this is ever too slick, this stage, let us know, and we can dial it down. I don't want to, you know, we don't want to be too, too, uh, I think something's coming together. I'm
1: about to make this verse up. I'm a songwriter. If I have to make this up,
2: (laughs) you can do it. (laughs) Tell the Carter family.
0: Sorry, I meant to stand up earlier. That's Savannah and Sarah Church and Laura Lee Jones and Josh Pickett. Thank you all so much. And uh, come say hello.